we're going. Okay, so uh, what we have tonight uh, is a uh, it, it's a shear which was lemaisa, but it's not going to be uh, probably lemaisa very often, uh, as I've said to the people that I discussed the shaila with. Um, the sif, which is going to be our starting point, the place in Shochanach, which is going to be our starting point, is one of those cases where uh, when you're going through Mishnah you read the Shochanach and the Mishnah just to be Yotze, just because in order to say that you finish the whole thing, you have to read it at some point. But it's one of those cases where you say, well, this is so, this is so obscure. How can it possibly ever happen to anybody that this is going to be relevant? And that's why you just sort of uh, zip through it. But it turned out that uh, that it was relevant last week for us, last uh, last Shabbos. Um, as uh, as you know, or maybe, maybe you don't know, so last Shabbos for Shabbos Shabbos Shavabrachos, we were by my sister in Muncie, and because the fat there was a fast day on Friday going into Shabbos, so we wanted to make sure that everybody would be uh, if we all davened at different minyanim. So there's no way to be able to coordinate what time the Suda would begin. It would just be too impossible to go ahead and, and do so. So we, uh, we thought that the best thing to do would be to make a minion amongst those people who are there for Shabbos Shavrachos. And that way, we'll all be on the same page, we'll all be at the same minion, we'll finish at the same time, go to the Suda at the same time, and everything is going to be good. So as we were counting up to make sure that we had a minion, so uh, we realized that there will be shaffles there, Kohanim. There will be Steins there, my brother-in-law and his sons, who are also Kohanim, and the Chas and his family are Levim. And that was going to be the extent of the minion. So the minion was going to be comprised of Kohanim and Levim without any Yisraelim. So the question was, which then gets uh, uh, thrown onto my lap, Rabbi, uh, what are we going to do as far as the Aliyahs are concerned? How are we supposed to go ahead and distribute Aliyahs when we are lacking any Yisraelim. I'm a general Shabbos. We know that at least five of the Aliyahs are going to be Yisraelim, and we are five short of those five, five Yisraelim. We don't have any of them who are, who are present. So the question is going to be, what exactly is the process for distributing the Aliyahs in such a, uh, a unique scenario? So this is what uh, uh, my job was Thursday and Friday was to, last week, Thursday and Friday, was to figure out what we're going to do. So come Shabbos morning, uh, 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 we would be prepared and we would know what we were getting ourselves into. So what we have over here is the... Um, I, I thought there was one simon in Shulchan Aruch that basically deals with all of those cases pretty explicitly. No, I'm... Um, so as we'll see now what exactly Shulchan Aruch says explicitly, and then what uh, what we have to uh, you know what we need the Mishnah for, and what we need uh, various other uh, commentators uh, to be able to provide for us. Sorry. Okay. So we are going to be begin. Uh, good evening, Mel. Welcome. So the the Shaila, just to catch you up, Mel, is last Shabbos uh, at my uh, the Shavrachas for my daughter. So we made our own minion amongst the uh, the family, and there were only Kohanim and Levim who were part of the minion. I made a minion in their basement. And we had just Kohanim and Levim, and the question was, what is going to be the process for distributing Elias? So we're going to just going to start from the beginning, just to be thorough. 
know what the issues are because when we get back to our specific case, some of these issues which really make the background for this are going to be uh, are going to become relevant. Okay, so Shulchan Aruch says this is towards the beginning of Hilchos Kriyas Torah. So it says uh, what we all know to be true: Kohen Kori Betorah Rishon. So the first person to get an Aliyah at Kriyas Torah is a Kohen. Vachar of Levi afterwards is going to be a Levi. Thank you, Arnie, for representing our Levium here. The Achra of Yisrael, and then after that is going to be the rest of you all. Actually, we actually have a, a, an abundance of Kohanim here also. But you're going to have, after that, are going to be the Yisraelim, and that's the way that Aliyahs are normally going to be distributed. This would be like on a Monday, Thursday, or Shabbos afternoon. So now, what's the basis of this? So Mishabura explains, Kohen Kari B'Torah Rishon, why is the Kohen get the first Aliyah? Because the Pasuk says regarding the Kohanim, the Kidashto, and you will sanctify him. I'm going to try to make it a little bigger. And you will sanctify them. And the Kiblu Chazal, and Chazal have a tradition. Shirat Zalomer, what this means is the Chol Dovashibakadusha. That when it comes to matters of sanctity, when it comes to matters of honor or sanctity, the Kohanim are going to go first. They're first in line. Right now, if you look around, there is a lot of discussion about what will be the halachic way to prioritize the vaccines. And one of the issues is, is there any room to say that uh, kohanim are going to be before other people as far as receiving the vaccines? But we're not discussing that now. But there's this general idea that for Kohol Darvish Kedusha, any sacred matter, kohanim go first. Liftoach Rishon to open, let's say... Uh, um, um, maybe to, to speak before anybody else, before anybody else's drasha. Ulevarach Rishon, to get the first aliyah or to make a bracha before others. Velito Manoyafa Rishon, and in the event that they're distributing potato kugel, so the Kohanim theoretically go to the front of the line to get the best piece of potato kugel. Umi Kobakum, now even though this is something which comes from the Torah, Imratzakoin Lachlo Kavod Lerabba Ulamisha Gadomimenu. If the Kohen says, I know that I have the right to go first, but I want my Rebbe to go first because I want to give cover to my Rebbe, or I want some other person who is greater than myself to go first, Harashus Biyoto, so he has the right to go ahead and do so. Avalinian Likros Bitar but that's going to be true, let's say, as far as the line to get potato kugel. So if I want to say to my Rebbe, you know what, you go first and you take the first piece of kugel and I'll go after you, I can do so. But when it comes to Kriya Satara in Shul, Tiknu Chazal Chazal enacted, Mipnei Darke Shalom in order, and there's going to be a key idea, in order to promote peace amongst the Kohanim, promote peace is a nice way to say, uh, to make sure that we won't get into any fistfights. So, She'ena Kohen Ba'alevi Limcho. The Kohen who goes first and the Levi who goes second may not be Mochal. They may not forego their rights. The order is going to be very specific and nobody could go ahead and uh, allow any line cutting whatsoever. In order that it shouldn't lead to a machlokas, because if you allow a Kohen to say at some point, you know what, you go first because I think that you're greater. So then somebody else is going to say, you think he's greater? I'm even greater than that guy. I should go first. And then all, uh, then all hell is going to break loose. Everybody's going to say that I am the, uh, the biggest, I'm the most prominent, and therefore I should read first. 
And in order to avoid fistfights so we could get to Kiddush after davening as quickly as possible, we're going to have a very regimented order, Kohen, Levi, Yisrael, and for the most part, we're not going to compromise that at all. What's this idea that Levium goes second? Just to understand that. This is based on the puzzle which says, We're going to give it to the Kohanim, the children of Levi, the children of Levi. You know, Levi. So the, the Gemara asks, do you think anybody does, doesn't know that Kohanim are descendant from Levi? Everybody knows that Kohanim are descendant from the tribe of Levi. So what's the point of emphasizing what we all know? It's coming to teach me that the sequence, Kohanim first and then Levim. So it also is considered to be a halachic mandate for Levim to go next. And that is the general background of how we distribute aliyahs. And we all know all of this to be true. Okay. Now, here we go towards the end of that very same simon. And I imagine, Art, when you said that this uh, that there's a sif about this, I imagine that this is the uh, what you're referring to. Here it says, Ir shekula kohanim. So as soon as you see that as the opening words of a sif, you immediately say, this is never going to happen. What, what does that mean to have a city comprised completely of kohanim? So, but that's what it says. Ir shekula kohanim. If there's one Yisrael who's there, one guy who's uh, collecting tzedakah got stuck there for Shabbos in the city of Kohanim. So he shows up there. Also Yisrael Kori Rishon. So in that case, you have 100 Kohanim there, one Yisrael. In this instance, Shochanach says the Yisrael reads first. In order to promote peace. Because otherwise, if the coin is going to go first, then we have to go ahead and start deciding how we're going to prioritize. So the easiest thing is let the Yisrael get the most honored aliyah of all. He goes first. And then after that, everybody's equal. And any time you have uh, a circumstance where there are not enough Yisraelim for the five aliyahs, or let's say you don't have any, any Yisraelim there whatsoever, you have only Kohanim who are present, then the Allah is So then you'll read one Kohen after the next Kohen, after the next Kohen, after the next Kohen, even though generally there's an opposition, those who learn the Gemara and Megillah should recall this, that even though generally there's an opposition for one Kohen to follow another, because when one coin follows the other, the suspicion is, why did we just call up a second coin? Maybe that means that the first coin's yichus is not what we thought it to be. So in order not to cast aspersion about the first coin's uh, lineage, so we don't want one coin to follow another. And that's why, for example, this probably everybody does know, when a levi isn't there, the coin gets the second aliyah as well. He's called up imkom levi. That's because you can't call up a second Kohen because that will make us suspicious that the first one isn't really a Kohen. But in this case, you go ahead and you could call Kohen Acha Kohen. Because the reason you're doing so is clearly not because of any Pagam, not because of any defect in the first Kohen's lineage. Because everybody knows that you're in this unique circumstance where there's no Kohanim. There's only Kohanim, sorry. There's only Kohanim. And the same thing would be true if you had a city which is made up only of Levim, you would do the same thing. Either if there's one Yisrael there, he goes first, and then Levim, the rest of the Aliyahs, or 
or in the event that you have just Levium, so you go Levi after Levi after Levi after Levi, and we're not concerned with the, uh, the potential that people will uh, begin to distrust or question somebody else's lineage. Okay, this is, that, uh, this is the, uh, the SIF, which is going to be the basis of uh, what we did last week. And the question is, where we have to uh, begin is, where did Shulchan Aruch get this idea from? that you're going to go ahead and you are going to uh, read potentially, or you're going to give the first Aliyah to a Yisrael, if there's one Yisrael present, and the rest of them would be Kohan, and the rest of the Aliyahs are going to be Kohan. What, what is that? The, the culture ain't bahem Yisrael kedesi pukam. So that's a case talking about maybe there are two or three Yisraelim? Correct, correct. And, and what when, is when, it? When we get to the Mishabura on this Sif, so we'll see how exactly, how he explains that exactly. Okay. Okay, so this Sif in Shulchan Aruch comes from a Yerushalmi. The different Rishonim say that the, the Yerushalmi, which we have over here, is really the source for this Sif in Shulchan Aruch. So let's see the Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi begins with the, uh, the, 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 the Mishnah Gitin, which says, Eludvarim Amrum Shalom. So the Mishnah over there goes off on a tangent and presents a series of halachas which, are, which were instituted by Chazal for the sake of promoting peace, Darke Shalom. One is, Kohen Kori Rishon, Vachar of Levi, Vachar of Yisrael, Mifnei Darke Shalom. So like we said, that there's a specific sequence which we follow in terms of distributing aliyahs, Kohen Levi Yisrael, and that is to make sure that we don't have a machlokas uh, breakout in Shul. Okay, now says the Gemara, says Yishami on this Mishnah, it says, and the, the Yushami has a different way of speaking than the Bavli. So uh, if you're used to Bavli type terminology and Bavli type of sentence structure, so one of the challenges when you switch over to Yushami is that they have a different way of speaking. But there's pretty good uh, commentary on that. That's what you have below here. But we say, Mil Seidrab Shimon Yochai, Amar, that if you examine the statement made by Rab Shimon Yochai, you will realize, Shuhumi Divrei Torah. That he's of the opinion that the the Kohen, the halacha, that a Kohen gets the first aliyah is something which is medivrei Torah, meaning it's a Doraisa. The Torah mandates that Kohen gets the first aliyah. How do we know that that's Reb Shimon Yochai's opinion? The Tani Bay Reb Shimon Yochai, because we learn from Reb Shimon Yochai, that was a passage we had before, that Moshe Rabbeinu went ahead and wrote the Torah and gave it to the Kohanim Bnei Levi. And then afterwards, it says that he gave it to the uh, to the rest of Christ, so to the to the elders of 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 uh, of, uh, uh, of the people. And if you look in this Korban Eida, which is one of the primary commentators to uh, to Yushami, it says Shmamina. So from this pasuk, the Shuban Yochai understands this pasuk. It's evident to Kohanim Kodmin the Torah that all the Kohanim received the Torah first before Zikne Yisrael, before the elders, meaning before the scholars, Shema Chacham, which are the Tamina Chachamim. So we see Rav Shimon Yochai is of the opinion that when it comes to matters of Torah, you're going to sequence it specifically Kohanim first, even if the Kohen isn't a Tamar Chacham and the Yisraelim are Tamar Chachamim, Nonetheless, this pasuk indicates, instructs us to go ahead and always uh, put the Kohanim at the head of the line when it comes to matters of Torah. Yuval, that's Reb Shimon Yochai's opinion. You'll see why later, why we're seeing all these opinions. Mil Reb Shimon Levi, now we go back into the Yushami. 
over here. If you analyze the statement of Rabbi Shur ben Levi, who happens to be a Levi, as we'll see, so he is of the opinion that giving Kohen the first Aliyah is only a Durabanan. It's not a Durais, it's a Durabanan, and that's going to be significant. As Rabbi Shur said, that he was sort of saying that I'm, I, I'm due a little bit of credit because during my lifetime, I never went ahead, even though I'm a Tamar Chacham, I never made the bracha ahead of a Kohen. Kohen always went first to make the bracha when I was there. And furthermore, he says, well, he never allowed a Yisrael to make a bracha in front of himself. So he always went Levi Yisrael. So if Shuvah Levi, we see, was Makbid, that the sequence will always be first a Kohen, then him as a Levi, and then afterwards a Yisrael would go regardless of their standing in terms of their uh, where they were on the hierarchy of being Tamid Chachamim, but he was always Makbid that it should go, Kohen Levi Yisrael. And the fact that he says that he was Makbid on this, Miyamai, so here the, uh, um, the, the coronator says, now, if it was a biblical mandate to go ahead and give the coin the first aliyah, the Levi the second aliyah, and then the Israel the third aliyah, so why is uh, Rabbi Shulman Levi making a point that this is something which he always did? If it's a Daraisa, you'd expect everybody's going to go ahead and do this. The fact that he said that I was always mocked about this, that itself indicates that he is a, that it's Durabanan. And now here is the most important line for us. Although, as I said, we're going to come back to these other ones. And it's also going to be evident from Reb Hanina's opinion that he also maintains that giving the coin the first aliyah is a Durabanan. How do we know that? The Amr Reb Hanina, because Reb Hanina taught, he said the following halacha. This is our sif. That when you have a city which is comprised almost entirely of Kohanim. Yisrael Kari Risham of Nei Shalom. So in such a case, a Yisrael is going to get the first Aliyah rather than one of the Kohanim. Mipnei Darkei Shalom in an effort to promote peace. What does that mean? So here the Korban says, V'i Yisrael uh, sorry, V'i Daraisa. Now, if it were true that giving the f- first Aliyah to a Kohen is a Daraisa, since when does the uh, an effort to promote peace or as valuable as that is, since w- when does that override a Doraisa? If the Torah says a coin has to go first, a coin has to go first. You can't say other considerations that the that the Doraisa doesn't apply. Since when will Chazal have the authority to go ahead and override something which is a Doraisa? Actively, by actively telling the Kohen, you sit down and we're going to go ahead and call somebody, we're going to call up a Yisrael in your place. Chazal don't have the authority to override a Daraisa like that. And therefore, the very fact that Rabbi Hanina said, in the city of Kohanim, the Yisrael gets the first Aliyah and the Kohanim get the rest of Aliyahs because of Darke Shalom, that means by definition, he must hold that it's only a Durabanan. And if it's only Durabanan, then the same Durabanan who said a coin reads first could also come along and say, listen, when there's uh, uh, um, uh, additional factors such as the prevention of machlokas, that will override the normal requirement that the Kohanim would go first. And we could go ahead and we'll give it to the Israel first. I, okay, I, so I... That, that now is the basis of 
the Shulchan Aruch's ruling, where he says, the first part of Shulchan Aruch, where he said, Ir, Ir Shekulo Kohanim, So that comes right out of the Yushalmi, that's Hanina's opinion, right out of the Yushalmi. And it's going to be significant, you'll have to keep in mind as we move on, that this is rooted in the fact that Hanina holds that the obligation to give the coin the first aliyah is only Durabon. Yes, Art. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, th- there are two things that strike me strange about this Gemara. Um, the first one is about the part that's really not relevant to us, the, the part about Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi. If you infer, well, he says it was the Rabbanan because if it was a Dioraisa, he never would have been so makpid. Does that mean if it's only the Rabbanan, he, then, then he wouldn't have been makpid? I mean, you know... <laughs> It, it, it seems like regardless where it comes from, once it's the halacha, he would have been makpid anyway. Um, well, that, that, uh, that's yeah, I, I, I hear you're right, you're right. Same um, if there are button, he would also have to be makpid. Good. Um, and and, and the, the second thing that 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 um, that strikes me as strange is that um, uh, they're, they're talking about how rabbanan don't have uh, the the, the um, the permission to uproot the Orisa, but then, um, then what about Shofar and Lulav on Shabbos? So and they, they, they clearly uprooted the Orisa. So, right. so, so that, that, that's why you have to, the, the, the uh, I didn't emphasize it sufficiently, but that's why he says, right? When they say don't blow Shofar on Shabbos, that's passively. That's Sheval Tasa, they're telling us, not Bakum Vaase. So to tell us to undo a Doraisa b'shevah tasa by being passive, that they have the authority to do, but not b'kum vase. I see. Okay. Okay. Is is Rabbi Shulban Levi a Levi or Yisrael? He's a Levi. The, the, over here, the Korban Ada says, Rabbi Levi, Levi Haya. That's okay. why he says, Sorry, I always I have that. the Kohen go first, and then I always, and I never let Yisrael go before me. That's how we know that he was a he was a lady. Okay. Now let's see the Beis Yosef on this uh, this idea. So he says as follows: Ube Beis Haknesses Sheruba Kohanim Biyesh Benem Yisrael Echad Oshnayim. If you have a shul, now we're we're going backwards before Shulchan Aruch. Remember, we talked about the, a number of weeks ago that the Beis Yosef was the original commentary that Rav Yosef Kara wrote. He wrote that as a commentary to the tour to give us more information than the tour provided, the Gemara backgrounds, as well as other Rishon, which the tour didn't quote. And then to summarize or to present the final conclusions of his analysis in the Beis Yosef, that becomes uh, that what uh, was then uh, uh, put, in, put in place as the uh, Shulchan Aruch. So here we're taking a step back and we'll see opinions which the uh, Rav Yosef Karo um, um, uh, studied, but didn't necessarily Paskin like. But his analysis is going to be important over here. So what we are jumping into over here, as you'll see at the end of this first paragraph, is he's quoting the Mari Abuav. That's what you see at the end over there. Ad Kan Lashon Rabbeinu Mari Abuav. Um, and we don't, it's not necessary for us to see all of what the Mari Abuav is talking about over here. We're just going to grab the part which is relevant for our discussion. So he says, Zubesa Knesset Shiruba Kohanim. If you have a shul, which is comprised of kohanim, you got one or two Yisraelim who are present. Uh, 
Some people say there's no Levim. So it's just Kohanim, bunch of Kohanim and one or two Yisraelim. So Yeshomim, one opinion says, Sheyala Kohen Vachar Yisrael. What should happen is first let the Kohen go first, because Kohanim always go first, and then the Yisrael will follow. They'll get a load of this. And that Yisrael, let's assume that there's just one over here, that Yisrael will then read all the rest of the Aliyahs. So not like we saw in Shulchan Aruch, that once you finish the Yisraelim, Kohanim read the rest of the Aliyahs. This opinion says that Kohen gets the first Aliyah because he always does. Then the Yisrael, or maybe Yisraelim, will get the next Aliyahs, and they're going to finish off the seven. The three are the seven. However, the dissenting opinion, the Balamanig writes, the Manig writes, Sefer Manig, this is what we, what Shulchan Aruch said, that the Yisrael reads first rather than the Kohen, because we don't want the Kohanim to fight. In that way, once the Yisrael goes first, so you don't have the Kohanim who are fighting with one another, who's going to get the first Aliyah? And who, how we're going to prioritize things? Okay. And he says, And this is, the, the basis of this, the Manig says, is from the Yishami, which we read. We say, this is a Hanina's statement, that when you have a city comprised of Kohanim, the Yisrael reads first in order to promote peace. Perush, what does that mean? So, because we're trying to prevent the Kohanim getting into a fight. What are they going to fight about? Why are you getting this first aliyah more than me? But if the Yisrael goes first, because he clearly is in a different category than everybody else, and then afterwards, whoever gets aliyahs will get their aliyah. They're not going to fight because nobody fights over the Yisrael aliyahs. People only fight over the Kohen aliyahs. So in order to prevent the, the fighting of who's going to get the Kohen Aliyah, and then everybody else is going to get the, uh, the Yisrael Aliyahs. So we have the Yisrael just go ahead and read first. And then everybody else, they're not going to be so excited. They're not going to be upset about that anymore. Because once they didn't get that honored Aliyah anyways, so then they're all the same and uh, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, but by, the, by that logic, in a regular minion where there are plenty of Kohanim Leviyam and Yisraelim, um, by that logic, why wouldn't the Kohanim be fighting over the Kohen Aliyah then? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what exactly the Machlokas is. I'm, I, I, as I've been studying through this, I've been wondering the whole thing uh, uh, all along. What, how exactly this, uh, this avoids anything. And yeah, I don't know. You're asking good. You're asking good. But this is what he says. This is his explanation. Adkan Lashon Rabbeinu Hagado Maria Buav Zal. So this is what the Maria Buav uh, quotes from the Sefer Hamanig, is Far Eaz, which we know ended up in Shochanach. Now, comes along the Beis Yosef, and he says, he points out, Vaushalmi Hazeh, the second paragraph here, says this Yushalmi, Shehevi Alav, Shehevi, the Yushalmi, which the Manig, the Sefer Hamanig quotes, as the source for this idea that the Yisrael reads first, and then the, re- the rest of the Leahs will be Kohanim, Kasavlav Maharik, the Maharik, one of the Rishon, one of the later Rishonim writes, Bishorish Tas, the Hainu Lamanda Amar, the Ain Kohen Kori Rishon El Midarban. This ruling that the Israel should go first and the rest of the Leahs will be Kohanim is only according to Rabchanina, 
who the Gemara and Yushami said his opinion was rooted in the fact that he holds that Kohanim getting the first Aliyah is only Drabandan in the first place anyways. So since Kohanim getting their first Aliyah anyways is only Drabandan, the Rabbanan themselves could override that out of consideration of Darke Shalom in order to promote peace. But the implication is that if one were to adopt, for example, Reb Shem ben Yochai's opinion, who holds that the obligation for Kohen to get the first aliyah is itself a Doraisa, lo. So as we said, like the Korban Eid explained, the consideration of Darke Shalom, of promoting peace, would not be able to override the Daraisa. And that means if you hold that giving the coin the first is a Daraisa, this option of giving the Sorel first and then the rest Kohanim, so that wouldn't be an option because you can't forego what the, the Daraisa, which says the coin has to go first. And therefore, and it turns out that there actually is a huge machlokus Rishonim whether or not we paskin that the obligation to give the coin first aliyah is Daraisa or Darabanan. And therefore, this ruling of Shokharach would not be universal. It would only be according to those who hold that getting the first aliyah is Darabanan. But, says the Beis Yosef, it's not a problem. Because of Shatosvos, the Mordechai Pasku command the Amr Darabanan. Since the Tosos and the Mordechai, two prominent Rishonim in terms of Sakalacha, they both agree that giving the coin the first aliyah is only Durabanan. So if we assume that that is the normative in majority opinion, so then all is good. We could Pascha like this Yerushalmi, which also holds that giving the coin the first aliyah is only Durabanan. And therefore, in, in cases of consideration of Darke Shalom, we'll override that Durabanan in favor of a different Durabanan and say that we could go ahead and we could give the uh, Yisrael the first aliyah rather than the Kohanim. Okay, so now the question is, this would seem strange, however, and not strange, but what this would mean is, is that Shulchan Aruch's ruling, which is clearly like the Yushalmi, is only going to be limited to those who say that you, that giving the coin the first aliyah is only Durabanan. But then the question will be, let's say we hold, like the opinion who says, giving the coin the first aliyah is Daraisa, so what would they do in this case? What would they say in a case where you have all Kohanim and one Yisrael, how are you going to go ahead and distribute the Aliyahs according to those opinions? And it turns out that it's really not such a small, if you go through all of the Rishonim on this, there are different uh, Svarim, which lists all of them. Many, many, many Rishonim weighed in on whether giving the coin the first Aliyah is a Daraisa Darbanan. And there are many Rishonim who hold that it is in fact a Daraisa. So what are we going to do now? What are we going to do according to that opinion? How would this be, uh, would, would this be managed? So we're going to see uh, right now two different opinions as far as what, uh, how to explain this according to the opinion which holds that giving the Kohen the first aliyah is a Daraisa. So the first is, the name of the Sefer is the Moruktsiya. The Moruktsiya, for those who don't recognize it by name. So this is Rav Yaakov Emden's commentary to Arachayim. This is the commentary that he wrote on, uh, on Shulchan Aruch. So he writes as follows. He says, this is actually his second explanation. The first one isn't as exciting, isn't as interesting, but this is the, the more interesting of the two. He says, He says, the reason why we're going to go ahead and give the Yisrael the first aliyah, even if we hold that giving the Kohen the first aliyah is a Daraisa, 
it's still going to be acceptable to call up the Yisrael in this case of a city of all Kohanim and one Yisrael, you would still give the Yisrael the first Aliyah. And the reason, as we said, is because we don't want them to argue. Putting Art's uh, uh, issue aside as far as what exactly the argument is and why it's only relevant in this case, but the, uh, it's going to be an exercise in trying to prevent machlokas. Now, here is the key point that Rav Yaakov Enden says. Says, He says, because in this case, giving the whole reason why you would give the coin the first aliyah on the Daraisa level is 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 to give cover to Kohanim. He says, in this circumstance where it's all Kohanim in one Yisrael, and there's a risk that if you don't give the Yisrael that first aliyah, the Kohanim will get into a machlogas, it now becomes cover to the Kohanim to give the Yisrael the first aliyah. Why? Because if the whole shul of Kohanim gets into a machlokas, that's going to be the most humiliating thing of all. It'll be on all of the blogs and all of the news sites and all of those things that you had a city of Kohanim or a shul of Kohanim and the fistfight broke out and the police had to come or Chaveirim had to come or Shomer had to come to go ahead and break up, uh, break up this fight, which broke out when they couldn't figure out who's going to get the first aliyah. So giving the Yisrael that first aliyah is itself an exercise in trying to give honor to the Kohanim. And now by giving, in this particular circumstance, giving the Yisrael that first aliyah is the way to honor them, is the way to sanctify them. And therefore, this is, there's no reason to think that the Torah would be mocked that the coin would go first in this case. El Adarabah, the opposite is true. There's a svar to say, there's a rationale to say that in this circumstance, the Torah itself would say, give the Yisrael that first aliyah. Shikra Yisrael, Rishon, the Yisrael should get the first aliyah. Why? Achar shezet takana lekavra because this is an enactment, or really it's an approach which uh, maintains proper honor and respect and sanctity for the Kohanim that they shouldn't succumb to getting into a machlokas. And therefore, uh, opines of Yaakov Emden that this itself, in this circumstance, is a fulfillment of the obligation to sanctify the Kohanim. And Rav Yaakov Emden says, this appears to me to be the correct way to explain this, in order that we shouldn't be forced to say that the Yushalmi, which gave us this halacha, that in the city of Kohanim, the Yisrael reads first, and then the rest will be given to the Kohanim, in order to say that that Yushalmi is not halacha lamaisa, because we never want to go ahead, uh, unless it's a, a last resort, but we generally don't want to say that something is not going to be lahalacha, and therefore, this is going to be the explanation that we are going to give. So that is how the, um, the Rav Yaakov Emden addresses this, uh, this issue. Comes along the Arach HaShochan, the Arach HaShochan adapts a different approach. Um, And he says, we'll just go, we'll pick it up from here. His, the way he frames the question is, which makes it more necessary to address. He says, He says that he himself explained back in Sivches, we're in Sivchavav of the Arach HaShulchan, 
but he himself explained back in Sivchas, the Hashas Dilan Svirle the Havidaraisa. The Yerushalmi may hold that giving the Kohen the first Aliyah is only Durabanan, but the Bavli holds that's actually a Daraisa. So if you assume that the Arach HaShulchan is correct over here, that the Bavli holds that it's a Daraisa, so we all know the, that whenever there's a Machlogas between the Bavli and the Yushalmi, we're going to give the Bavli the nod as far as Halach Lamaisa over the Yushalmi. The Bavli is considered to be more authoritative and more reliable than the Yushalmi. So if there's a machlokas between the Bavli and the Yushalmi on this point, we would go in the direction of the Bavli. And that means that we're going to hold halacha l'maisa, that giving the coin the first aliyah is a daraisa. And therefore that begs the question, if we hold that giving the coin the first aliyah is a daraisa, so how in this circumstance of all Kohanim and one Yisrael, how could we go ahead and give the Yisrael that first aliyah? Doesn't that violate the daraisa, which our Gemara, our 2711 Dapim of Shas, holds that it's a daraisa. So how can we override the daraisa? So here, in response to that question, it says, venerally, it says, it appears to me, says, He says, this halacha will be fine, even if we hold like the Bavli who says that giving the coin to first aliyah is really a daraisa. How are we going to be able to reconcile this? Because we already explained. The Minatar, and this goes back to, just take you back for a moment, this goes back to what the Mishabura said over here, where he talked about how, even though the Torah says that the Kohen always goes first, if the Kohen wants, he normally has the right to be mochel his kavod. He could say, you know what, Rebbe, you go first, and you take the first piece of potato kugel. And the Daraisa allows that. The Daraisa just says that the Kohen always has the option to go first, not that he must go first. So that's all the Daraisa says. So comes along the Aruch HaShokhan and says, Therefore, in our case, um, the Kvarnis Bayer, we'll pick it up from here, the Kvarnis Bayer, because we explained over there, because on the Daraisa level, if the coin wants to be Mochel is Kavod, he has the right to go ahead and do so. He can say, You take the first piece. But the Rabbanan were Mesakin, that in the context of Kriya Torah, the coin isn't allowed to be Mochel. That everybody holds is going to be Durabanan, the fact that the Kohen isn't able to be Moho. So once we say the right of the Kohen uh, or the restriction against the Kohen to be Moho is Durabanan, so now we could say, um, uh, therefore, in this circumstance where there's going to be all Kohanim, one Yisraelim, so then we could say that the 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 uh, effort to, to assure dark Shalom, to assure peace that will override what normally is the Durabanan restriction against the Kohen being Moho. So that's why even if we hold that the Kohen gets the first aliyah on the Daraisa level, that just means he has the privilege for the first aliyah on a Daraisa level. Not that it's mandated that he gets the first aliyah on the, uh, on the Daraisa level, meaning they wouldn't have the option to be Mocho. He does have the option to be Mocho. But Chazal came along and said that we don't want you to be Mocho because normally if we would allow you to be Mocho, that itself would lead to uh, Machlokas. But in this case, where it's all Kohanim, one Yisraelim, then we do want the Kohen to be Mochel, 
because allowing the coin to be mochel in that case to exercise his biblical right to be mochel first dibs, that will be the exercise in promoting peace, in pursuing peace. And therefore, in this case, we want the coin to have the option to be mochel. And therefore, the Durbanan consideration of Darkish Shalom overrides the Durbanan, which says that the coin should not be mochel in the context of Aliyah's. And that's why the Beis Yosef maintains, that's why Paskins like this Yerushalmi, because even though we're going to hold that the coin has the privilege on the Daraisa level to get the first Aliyah, it, it, uh, to the, the inability to be Mochel is only a Durabanan, and therefore darkest Shalom considerations can override that. But he says, and this is an interesting corollary, that if you adopt the Orach HaShulchan's approach, rather than Rav Yaakov Enden's approach, he says, that's why it's underlined over here, he says, He says, in the event that you take a poll of the Kohanim, and they say, are you willing to be mochel your cover and let the Yisrael go first to prevent machlogas? And all the Kohanim except for one says, yes, I'm mochel, I'm mochel, I'm mochel. And comes along Ralph and he says in his Donald Duck voice, he says, you could say it for us, well. I'm not Mochel. I don't know how he'd say it in the Donald Duck voice, but he says, I'm not Mochel. So in such a case, if he were to say that, he has the right to go ahead and do so. And then we wouldn't be able to follow Shochanach's ruling that the Israel would go first. So that's an interesting application of the Archa Shochan Svara, is that if a Kohen says, I'm not Mochel, then we're stuck. Then the Kohen's going to have to go first. Okay. Give out. So, so far... Uh, we've explored what's going to be the story when uh, uh, when you have a, a, a specific scenario of all Kohanim and one Yisrael. Yisrael is going to go first, and then the Kohanim are going to get the rest of the uh, the Aliyahs. In that case, um, in that case, now let's see some of the practical considerations, and then we'll see uh, ultimately what the case which we have last week. So he says, "Ir Shakula Kohanim." So what is what's going to be Allah in the city of all Kohanim? So says a uh, Mishnah Buruk explains, he says, Shochanach's ruling that the Yisrael goes first and then the rest of Leah's of a Kohanim, this assumes that you don't have any Levian present. Arnie's not there. Uh, and since Arnie isn't there, it's impossible to follow the order which Chazal mandated of Kohen Levi Yisrael. And therefore, in such a case, is tough. what? Oh, 620 can be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Korchach, told the last week's Shachos is a nine, so you would have been fine. And therefore, it's okay to go ahead and deviate and let the Yisrael go first around the Kohanim and to promote peace. Aval, im yesham od levi echad. But let's say you've got 20 Kohanim, one levi and one Yisrael. So then Yiku Kaseda Mishnah. So then you should follow the order of the Mishnah, Kohen, Levi, Yisrael, and then the rest of the Leahs will be Kohanim. But if it's ever possible, the Mishnah says, to follow the order as mandated by Chazal, Kohen, Levi, Yisrael, that's always going to be our first priority. And it's only when that's not possible that you would go ahead and you would go um, the Yisrael first and then the rest Kohanim. Now this Lamed Zion, I don't want to go too much into it, but this Lamed Zion is a Sharat Zion. He makes reference to the Levush in the, in the Magen Avram, 
we actually say that if there is a uh, if there is a levy present, we're still going to give the Yisrael the first aliyah. And they maintain that, because you have the same problem with the Quranim arguing with one another, even if there's a Levi present. So they're of the opinion that when you have 20 Kohanim, one Levi and one Yisrael, the order is going to be the opposite. It's going to go Yisrael, Levi, Kohen, 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 Kohen. But the Yisrael will still get the first of in that case, but the Mishabur is impasconing that way. Okay, now... Um, Okay, now he says, um, okay, let's just jump to this second one over here, just because of time. So he said, the reason why you would give uh, the Yisrael the first aliyah is Mipnei Darke Shalom. So Mishavura says, Because in such a case, oh, we were afraid that the Kohanim were going to argue. Again, it doesn't answer your point, uh, Art. But we don't want the Kohanim to get into a fight about who's going to read first. Well, who, what makes you more chashev than me that you get the, uh, the Kohen Aliyah? And the same thing is going to be true in the event that you have one Levi in the city of Kohanim. Also, Levi, so out of the same consideration, the Levi is going to get the first Aliyah, and then the remaining six Aliyahs will all be Kohanim. And now, here's what's relevant for us. And it's always good when you can find an explicit Mishabura to go ahead and, uh, and uh, address your circumstance. He says, Now let's say you have a circumstance where there are only Kohanim and Levim. So last week we had about uh, eight or nine Kohanim and we had um, four Levim. That's how it happened to have uh, broken down. So he says, In the event that the people who are present at the Minyan are only Kohanim and Levim, Yikre Kohen Achar Kohen, Hafsik Levi Ben Time. You read Kohen after Kohen with the Levi in between, meaning Kohen Levi, Kohen Levi, Kohen Levi, Kohen. And that's the way you're going to go ahead and, uh, and, and break it down, because in this way we avoid the consideration of Kohen Achar Kohen. As we talked about, we're generally opposed to having one Kohen go after another Kohen because calling up the second coin in, uh, immediately after the first coin brings, uh, a, raises a suspicion that maybe the first coin, there's something wrong with his yichus. So in order to avoid that, we generally avoid going coin after coin. And we said we also generally avoid going levy after levy for that same consideration. We don't want the calling up of the second levy to raise suspicion that maybe the first levy is not really a levy. So here where you have enough Kohanim Levim that you could go um, every other one, Kohen Levi, Kohen Levi, Kohen Levi, Kohen. So that's going to be able to uh, accommodate, that's going to be able to avoid anybody questioning anybody's yichus by having one after the other. And given those uh, circumstances, so that's the best you're going to be able to do in order to be able to, uh, to distribute those, uh, those aliyahs. And that is in fact what we did. Now what was also interesting which I, I didn't explore this part of it yet, but it was something which was uh, I was thinking about during the aliyahs, is that normally we don't allow, um, let's say, fathers and son to follow after, uh, after one another. So let's say you had a city of, let's say the Shochnach's case, you have a city of Kohanim and one Yisrael. So they called that first Yisrael, now the rest are going to be Kohanim. And there's no issue of Kohen Acher Kohen because um, because everybody knows that there's only one Yisrael, what are you going to do? There's, how else are you going to distribute the Elias? 
normally we don't want father and son to follow in succession one after the other because it's an ayin hara. Let's say you have a minion where you have only three families. You have Shaffles, Steins, and Hermitses, and everybody knows one another. And nobody's, there's no Ayin Hara that, why is this family taking all the Aliyahs? Because everybody understands that who else are you going to give the Aliyahs to? You only got three families which are present here anyway. So what are you supposed to do? Whether or not we'd be able to override some of those considerations also, given uh, uh, certain circumstances, so that it wasn't relevant because we're able to interrupt with Levium. But let's say we only had two Levium, and then you'd have to follow after that with a bunch of Kohanim, three Kohanim in a row, would you be able to call up two brothers, one after the other, father, son after the other, son, father after after one another? So I don't know what would be the halach in that case. We didn't have that uh, that uh, situation, so I didn't have to uh, I didn't have to uh, research uh, that. But we did the Kohen Levi Kohen Levi Kohen uh, thing, and then I got mafter and I got to read the uh, Haftorah, which is always an exciting thing uh, for me. Yeah, Safi, you were going to jump in at some point. So a couple things jumped to mind. One is on, just when we were reading about the Levi at the end there, it really jumped to mind, is on Simchasora when we're doing cycles and I run out of Kohanim, but I've got Levium. I was always told to still follow, put a Yisrael up for the Kohen and then put the Levi up for the second Aliyah, not to jump the Levi in, into the Kohen spot. Right, so, so uh, Simchas Torah, many of the rules get thrown out. Right. In, so, in an effort yeah. to uh, to uh, to make sure that everybody gets aliyahs, and with the understanding that you're not going to be able to follow the standard order of Kohen Levi Yisrael Yisrael, and then go back to thing, just because usually the the numbers or the proportions don't work out uh, conveniently like that. Right. So that's what it was going to lead me into my next point was, or conveniently leading into my next point is just like you know a little COVID Torah over here, just like now when we were doing when nobody was getting Leos except for the guy laning, we made a point of publicizing the fact that normally we would do the, you know, we're, we're not trying to be, we're not trying to shame the Kohanim over here. We made a point of announcing that ahead of time. The Rav got, you know, put that in the announcements and everything. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, obviously didn't say Enkan Kohen, but we said Yisrael bin Kam Kohen. And that's why we say Yisrael bin Kam Kohen, because we're announcing that there's something going on over here. Right. Uh, and just it's just the thought of you know, you know how you're solving the problem of no fighting, you know, because you're saying we're doing something different. Right. It, it, a similar type of thing comes up even outside of COVID. Um, sometimes, let's say there's a family simcha, or let's say uh, let's say it's a large shul and there's a bunch of yard sites. Seven people, seven Yisraelim have yard sites that Shabbos. So if you give the coin, the levy, the first two aliyahs. Nobody, nobody has any patience for Hosafos. As a Gabbai, you would know that. Nobody, nobody, want, nobody, wants, uh, nobody wants that. So then, is it possible to go ahead and override the Kohen and Levi in order to accommodate for all of the yard sites or not? So sometimes what they do is they ask the Kohanim to walk out when they call up the first Aliyah. And then Lamaisa, at the time that we're calling up the first Aliyah, there's no Kohanim in the room. And then once a person is there and they begin making the bracha, then the Kohanim can then re-enter the room and it's not going to be a problem. Uh, so sometimes they get away with that. I, just, I spoke to a different rub this week. He told me he did that once and the Kohanim were furious at him. They said, <laughs> you know what, I'm not doing that anymore. So apparently Kohanim have this issue with getting the first aliyah. They just can't uh, forego. So he said he's not doing that. Uh, he decided that he's never going to do that again. It's uh, interesting it that... I, I, Sorry, I, I was going to say, what, it worked out okay when we had to do that for a similar reason 
in young Israel a couple of years ago on a weekday morning. Uh, someone had fin stood up from Shiva and I think there was a, maybe it was a Baba Yom. So uh, uh, there was a, a uh, Cohen who stepped out. I also yeah. stepped out on one occasion against the rabbi's wishes in order that my older brother get the levy, not myself, who was the visitor. Uh, and that, that local rabbi in California didn't like it, but my father, blessed memory, um, endorsed it highly. So it was all okay. No, there was absolutely no machlokas between my brother and I. Okay, good. I, I, it's funny because on Simcha's Torah, when you're doing the cycle and then there's no Kohen left, I was always told to, to, to do the levy first, the opposite of what you just said. So I guess there's not a universal um, agreement about that. Yeah, at, at a certain point, we just try and get everybody in. <laughs> just, just, well, uh, just, just, make, well, just make it through. There, there are those who say that it's only necessary for those first three aliyahs. That's yeah. why there's a lot of flexibility. Once you're on the second time through the, uh, the five aliyahs or the third time, so you already had the uh, initial tsura the initial structure of Kohen Levi Yisrael. And then at that point, really, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, a, a lot more flexibility. Yeah. Well, then, there's, there's also a machlokis between Ashkenazim and Sephardim in a case where there's no Kohen in the shul at all. Um, are, are you, uh, you know, everybody agrees that you're allowed to call a Yisrael first. I think the Ashkenazim say you can also call the Levi first and the Sephardim say no. That, that you can't call a levy when there's no Kohen in the shul. Uh, so, okay, that, that, that I don't remember. But, don't um, remember. okay. You wouldn't be there to see it, Rabbi. Right, yeah, yeah. Just like, just like it was, you know, I never saw the the Kohen get twice. Right. Same same thing, but uh, I've seen it many different ways, different occasions. It didn't seem to be any pattern. The levy beam Kohen or Israel. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if this came up at Vasikin. You know, what? The, at the Vasikin meeting at Brisk. It came up which came up? over there, except for my father. Uh -huh. With all those cones. Okay, I'm going to go to my other class now. Okay, Hatzlacha Rabbi, good Shabbos. You too. Okay, so that was uh, so that was one uh, Shiloh from uh, from last week. So next week, what I hope to do is, I think the topic we're going to do is. Um, uh, as far as candle lighting. So when you're out of town and you're sleeping in one place and you're eating in a different place, um, so where is going to be the, uh, the, uh, the preferred place to go ahead and, and light? So for a number of people, so this was, uh, this was shiny. Also, there were some people who were local who were also eating somewhere else because we're all eating in this, uh, somebody's basement to, to make a simchohal out of. So that uh, so to go through those halachas about how to determine where is the preferred place to, to light when you're not uh, staying at home and eating at home. So I think we're going to try and do that uh, next week for uh, for the topic. The answer is simple, wherever my wife says. <laughs> yeah, but when your wife calls up and she says, uh, Tzachi, where am I supposed to light? So they call me at my shuffle. But it's when my wife and I are in different uh, time zones, that's another thing. Yes, right. That could also come up. Okay, Gavali. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Rabbi. Take care, thank everybody. You.